happy 2022, friends. This is our last recording from 2021. And we did just want to put a quick disclaimer in that right before recording, one of our microphones broke. So we are sharing one today. Uh, we still believe the quality is okay, but it, let us know if it's not. Uh, enjoy. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to Gravel Knits, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is December 27th, 2021. Thanks for listening. are she, her, and hers. And I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are also she, her, and hers. Alright, let's start out with a few beverages tonight, shall we? Yes! Okay, our first one is called Matchmaker. It's a limited collection by Empyrean, which I believe is out of Lincoln or Omaha, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. And we're using Kelsey's amazing bottle opener from Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, what open? Yeah. That's really cool. I forget which town we were in, but it was in one of the like little flea markety areas. That's really fun. It does a nice job. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I think they did a good job with this many flavors happening. We got chocolate, we have cherry, we have vanilla, and we have a stout. You know, I tried it earlier. Cole opened it earlier, and at first I wasn't very excited about it because I didn't have a lot of it, but I think now that it's warmed up a little bit, the chocolate and the cherry are actually starting to come out a little bit more. Make me a match. Find me a catch. Catch me a catch. This is a story of how cherry and vanilla met chocolate. Charmingly smooth, seductively rich, a love affair between cacao nibs, dark and sweet cherries, and vanilla beans entangled in a dark oatmeal stout. It is hard for me to find an oatmeal stout I don't like, <laughs> honestly. But I feel like sometimes like a cherry flavor can be very like fake tasting. Oh, absolutely. A cherry flavor yeah. can go the wrong direction real quick. So I'm impressed with that. And that it's not overpowering either. I think it's pretty balanced. I don't know if I've got all of the flavors. I, I do like feel it. like the cherry and the chocolate come out a little bit more than mm -hmm. the vanilla does. Um, and I, sorry. Although I wouldn't mind seeing a little more cherry flavor either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love vanilla too. So I think I would be able to pick it out if I noticed it. If it was, it's fun though. I it's like, a good beer. I definitely enjoy it. I would definitely give it something like a three, five, somewhere in there. A little bit over average. Well, Kelsey, now that we have our drinks, how are you? I'm good. I'm no longer cold. Although, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't that cold today. Like, we're getting into fat bike season. We're doing a lot more out in the cold. Trying to, for me, what I'm really working on right now is dialing in my setup of clothing. Because I think I am going to do one fat bike race in January. And last year was quite cold. Last year had snow. But if it's anything like this year is going, there's not going to be snow and it's going to be like 45 degrees, our luck. Yeah. Which is fine, too, because then I can actually finish the race. <laughs> it could be interesting, though. Which isn't really true. I'm not. So we're getting into fat bike season. There is a big race that's actually the one that I broke my rib doing last year. Uh, coming up in January. And... 
the distance I'm going to do is 30 miles, and which is, you know, pretty good. That's solid distance when you're going up and down mountains and snow and on a fat bike. Right. This one's up in Dubuque, Iowa, so it's not exactly mountains, but they're Iowa mountains. Iowa hills. <laughs> Iowa mountains. Is more I like, like Iowa right. mountains. Yeah. But it's been nice to kind of work on figuring out the right clothing that's going to be key in staying warm this year. I definitely need to get on that. After last year and sitting on the side of the road freezing, waiting to be picked up, uh, having the right clothes is definitely key. <laughs> Although the, you always run into the problem of being overdressed and underdressed. Yeah, because then you get sweaty you get and sweaty then you get colder. And you get cold. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I, my big goal has been to try to figure out how to not get sweaty and cold. And I'll tell you that wool underwear is key, <laughs> at least for me. I wonder if we can knit some. It might be too thick, but I might have to knit myself some underwear now. I'm at least going to knit some booty shorts. I could sleep in it. Oh, totally. I could wear it underneath my sweatpants when I'm working from home. There you go. (laughs) I definitely have plans for some shorts in my near near future. Because I have a project that's almost done that will be close to something like that. And it's going to cover my booty, too. Yes. That's exciting. Um... I think that's the exciting part about what's going on lately. Been trying to take advantage of time off with the holidays and mm-hmm. get outside with Cole as much as we can. That round was so fast. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit shocked that I just <laughs> knit two rounds up fast. I'm not I'm not used to being able to do that. <laughs> You've had solid time of uninterrupted knitting. Yeah. Anyways, um on the same note as Kelsey of uh, Brian and I have been trying to do the same thing. And so Friday was Christmas Eve and it was 50 degrees out. And so we went for a little bike ride. It was not far. It was just like the nearest playground, but it was great because the sun was not on our side. And it's just the two of us, if we're riding in the dark, I'm like, whatever. It's fine. It's two of us. I really don't want to do it with the trailer, though. That's I think that's a fair concern. Yeah. And we've done it. I mean, most of the trails we're on are pretty, like, I see people most of the time. So there's people that could help us if something were to happen. But True. I also think, though, with it being winter, or, yeah, now technically it's winter, mm-hmm. Cole was really surprised the other day to find out that winter hadn't actually started yet. <laughs> He's like, what? I had to tough point it out to him. And so it's okay. But, yeah, with the solstice and everything. With the fact that it's actually winter and there are not as many people out and about, mm-hmm. pretty much, you yeah. know, once it starts getting dark, once we get to that time change, then people aren't out as much. That's true. I I always love the look you can get on people's faces when they ask, so you ride all winter? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. And if there's no ice in the ground and... It's not a bad day for us to bundle up Riker in the trailer. We will do it. <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah. As long as, yeah, you've got the right clothes, you're going to be fine. We're actually, at some point, we're going to do an interview with someone that owns a sock company. And I've been wearing their socks, their alpaca socks. Nice. <gasps> they were way too hot yesterday. <laughs> it was 40 degrees out. I was wearing my Wolf Hammer cycling boots. Which are good down to, like, negatives. Yes. <laughs> the combination of the cycling boots 
and the wool uh, and the alpaca socks was my feet were toasty. <laughs> they were actually to the point of roasty. But it was awesome because my feet were never cold, and that's often one of my problems. I have cold feet. Yeah, and that's no fun. No. I can't wait to hear about those socks. Um, let's see. Uh, we did the Carlson and Lloyd Christmas, so we can check that off our list. It was fun. Um, we went to Illinois the weekend before, and that was that was fun, I think. One of the highlights was we went to the Illinois Train Museum. Oh, that's right. You guys did go. Yeah. And it was outside, so it was a little cold, but they have a bunch of warehouses okay. with all the train cars. So we just did that. And then we did a train ride, and they had, like, carolers and hot chocolate, and, like, Santa came by. It was very clear that Riker's not quite ready for like he knew he was but that's about all he wanted to do was be like hi and then bye (laughs) (laughs) which is understandable like we i mean how does how uh, you see him one time a year or a couple times if you go to the mall a couple times or something but without a lot of exposure um and then we did the light christmas on christmas day and that was fun Riker got a bunch of gifts he's been playing with them did he get any more trains no, no, he didn't, which is just fine. He has so many trains now. <laughs> um, and he's still playing with those quite a bit. He got some balls that he's really excited about, and they're Riker size. And let's see. I don't know. So much. He got so much stuff. He's a lucky kid. <laughs> we did Christmas, too. We just did Christmas with my family on Christmas Day. And went for a walk down by the river. Yay! I was going to ask if you guys did that. We did. Good. Yep, yep. Uh, Shortly after we did our Instagram live, we went for a walk down there and threw rocks in the river and broke up ice that was starting to form. And we saw deer and geese and evidence of beavers and (laughs) cranes. It was fun. It was beautiful. It was 40-something degrees that day. It was great. Yeah. It was so nice to be outside. It looks, though, like we're supposed to actually get some winter coming up this next week. Yeah. There was even, like, possible snow. I don't know if I'll believe it until it actually happens. I think it's Wednesday. The Wednesday, the day that I think we're trying to leave to go play in actual snow. (laughs) Well, hopefully it will follow you, but not get in the way of your driving. Hopefully. That'd be the case. Although we're going west, so it'd be hard for the snow to follow us. But if it gets there early <laughs> and doesn't make an issue for driving, I'll take it. Anyway, what's up next? Announcements. So we've got our pigskin party updates. I actually went through and updated my points. Yay! So I am current on my points now. So that was exciting. And I got to like click some boxes for team colors. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, buy a pop maker for those mitts I finished. So, yeah, I finally updated, and I am still probably 40 to 30% of Kelsey's. <laughs> Something bad like that. That's okay. And I still have a few that I need to enter, but that's okay. But uh, my, my points are 739, and my team's points are almost 18,000. So go team. And I'm just shy of 2,000 at 1974. And our team is at 24,097. Moving along. 
It's awesome. And that's, for those of you that don't know, that's the pigskin party knit along that uh, Jennifer Lissand of the Down Cellar Studio podcast hosts. And it goes all football season, so there's still time to join if you're still interested in it. All it requires is pretty much knitting new objects, so you nothing that was a whip prior to the pigskin party mm-hmm. starting. So I think even now, if you join now, you can count those whips later. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they started after September. September 9th. Yeah. So, and when you put in your project, it asks you your start and end date, so it'll t- it'll tell you if you're good or not. So right. that's kind of helpful too, I think. I do like that. It's a pretty handy little tally form. Mm-hmm. And I know we've had some people um, talking about on our Patreon Discord channel. I know we've had some people kind of thinking the idea that some if we could do something like this as like a year long and along or something. But that could be fun. I don't know something to think about for the future. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next update is, or sorry, announcements, is uh, support us on Patreon. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash grapplenets. Super fun. We'd love to have your support. And anything that you can do to help us keep the show running would be great and much appreciated. Yeah, so thanks, friends. So I think that does it for announcements. I believe so. All right, Caitlin, what have you been listening to? So excited about this one. So they're relatively new, but they have got, oh, 10 plus episodes out now. And it is a four host podcast. That's a lot of hosts. Yeah. They they balance it really well. And they actually have, their episodes are usually about a half an hour. So I'm impressed. Uh, it is called Pardon My Stash. <laughs> the host names are Meg, Drea, Tina, and Jess. And they actually just created a new website. It looks fantastic. They didn't have one. Actually, the first time I was going to talk about them on the podcast. So I'm glad we waited. We can be like, check out their website. I've got it linked on our notes. And they they talk about really anything knitting. And hopefully they don't mind me sharing this. But they have an episode where they talk about project bags. And they have the ultimate hack if you want to eat potato chips while you knit. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that episode. Yeah. So I don't know if I can really tell you guys what the hack is, but check out the Project Bag episode because I was like, my mind was completely blown and they're just hilarious. They laugh like half the time and I laugh half the time listening to them. They're a lot of fun. Oh, they're just a riot. And I binged it and I actually went back and listened to some more because I'm all caught up and I want more. <laughs> was it in the Notions Bag one? Probably. That was from their September 27th episode, maybe. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And they so they live right by Webs. Oh, that's awesome. So they they talk, they talk have an episode talking about Webs in the store, and that one's really neat, too. There's some quirks to it that I had, had no idea about. <laughs> Please check them out. They're awesome. I will... Link their website? Yeah, I've got their website linked in our notes. Another thing I meant to talk about in announcements is I am trying now on our Instagram when I post new episodes, I am, if they're on Instagram, I'm linking their Instagrams in my comment section. I don't want to tag them in our, like, our picture, because I feel like that that's not going to, like, serve anyone. I just want you to be able to link to them. So that's where I've got that. I'm trying to do that, our FOs, and then just anything else of interest that we talk about. Cool. So, that, yeah. That'll be handy, I think. Yay. Yeah, I think it's it's fun and it's I don't think that will like intrude on their Instagram, but then you can click into it and follow them. That's where I'm at with that. 
Cool. <laughs> I think that moves us into what's brewing. I'll start with that. what's at the top of my list. Good, because I want to hear about it. And it's like 99% done. So next time it'll be a finished object. But this is my Alaska skirt. It's pretty. And it is awesome. Here, check this out. I'll even kind of try it on for you. Oh, right. I think it'll grow just a little oh, bit. Oh, those colors pop so nice. But this is the Alaska skirt by Alexandria Wenninger. But I used my Fire and Dye Works Winter Magical Mini and um, alternated it with a gray that I did run out of. Just a little bit of. I think it was Cascade 220, though. Not an issue. I ended up using just a hair of Karen Simply Soft for, like, 16 stitches. Oh, perfect. You can kind of see it over here somewhere, maybe. Maybe. But then maybe. I did the last... <laughs> I did the last two rows, or the last brioche row, so the row of brioche pearl and the row of brioche knit in the same color, in the same six-day color. Okay. So what I had done, I don't know what size I knit, because I ended up, like, casting on a smaller size and then adjusting and adding stitches to go up to the next size to make up for my hips. And that's nice because then it, it hugs better. Right. I think it fits my waist well. I think if I had gone up to the next size on the waist, it would have been too big. And you got muscular thighs, man. Bike. I do. And it's meant... F I'm going to wear it all the time with leggings underneath because it's a winter thing. And so I kind of knit it a little bit shorter than I think I would have otherwise. That makes sense. But I think it's going to be so cozy. And I've worn it kind of around the house a little bit already. And it's just a nice enough to have a little bit of extra warmth. So I used the first, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days of yarn from the Winter Magical. Okay. And then the seventh day, I only used six rows instead of eight rows like I did the rest of the days. Just so I would make sure I had enough so I'm also using them in my next project. But so that's the skirt. So you make, you put the, you do some ribbing, you put it around the waistband, connect it around the waistband, and then knit brioche down the skirt. It's beautiful. I can't wait to wear it. Like, I cannot wait to wear it. I love it. I, I'm going to have to make one. I did a tubular bind off, sewn tubular bind off on the bottom, which is why it's still connected to yarn. <laughs> and then I still have all the ends to leave in. Pretty much, it's done. That's awesome. I know it's in our working thing, so technically, it's, since it's not finished, it's still there. Um, for your Alaska skirt, do you have any tips for managing yarn when you are knitting brioche, especially on, I would call that a bigger project? Because well, it's not like a hat, you know? Not really. Because I, it's, to me, it's no different than if, say, I was striping with yarn, and I just had two balls of yarn going at any one time. So I never had an issue. I just kind of kept them separately. Nice. And especially because it was only eight rows of each color in each section. That it wasn't really a big deal. It didn't end up with a lot of yarn to tangle itself with each other. That's correct. So that is probably a perk of the pattern. Yes. <laughs> well, and the nice thing about this pattern is that you can kind of change it to use whatever colors whenever you want. Um, she writes it for one color, but also gives like some suggestions as to 
when to, you know, knit a couple inches and then trade it out and make stripes or... I love that. I like that too. They did that with a sea glass. Like they showed some examples and that I thought that was really cool. Inspired some ideas for me. I think it's really handy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Two awesome things about the pattern that we already knew was awesome. Do we want to go every other tonight or? Oh, you know what? We have a good chunk of updates tonight. Do you just want to go every other? Yeah. All right. So what's your first project? I have to figure it out. <laughs> um, Come on, man. I thought you were ready. I'm ready. Um, okay, so I am working on Frog and Toad, which I believe I talked about a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, Toad is nearly finished. Sweet. So that's exciting. I am going to wait. I ordered some fray check because when I was sewing on the eyes, I noticed that when I... There's a part where you cut into it to build out the... Like, the eyes. So they've got, like, the framing but around their eye. They kind of have some dimension to it, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so cute. But I don't know what I did, but I'm going back through and there's, like, an end in there. Like, oh. of a stitch. And so I duplicate stitch back through on Toad's color. So I think it is pretty well supported. But I'm going to just do a little fray check in the inside. Just, I don't think it would probably be, not yeah. the worst idea. Yeah. And I stuffed him the rest of the way, though. And she had some tips on how to stuff them, and that was really helpful. And on the first leg I did, I didn't really think about where I was at. And I'm doing it magic loop instead of three needles, like double points, like it says. Or I guess four, technically. Um, And so I got a little funky when I was actually knitting around his knee on one side. And it looks fine, but then it was a little loose. So I went and duplicate stitched stitch back through that to help that so that the pieces wouldn't fall out. <laughs> so he looks great. And he's very dangerously sitting in our living room with oh, his head goodness. open. <laughs> until I, I'm sure he could be in a much safer place, but that's where he's at. Oh, probably, but that's okay. Yeah. And then I decided to go right into knitting toe, uh, frog instead of knitting the clothes. Because I feel like the actual... Frog and toad are the hardest part. And so that's what we'll like procrastinate on. And so I took a little bit of, I believe it's 40 second stitch podcast. He says, second he finishes a sock, he knits and that starts the next one so that it's started. And so I was like, I'm going to start frog right away. So we started. So I have no choice. I got to trail <laughs> on. Done. Well, yeah, no, you started at least. Yeah. Yeah. So did, uh, did your kit come with the, Stuffing to stuff it with, or did you get Yes. Okay. Yes, it did. Cool. And, it, and it's like a pellet, which is suggested in the patterns, because it gives them a little more, like, weight. Right. It's like almost a beanbag idea, but not quite. So it's just a little frog and toad update. I am enjoying it. Nice. You ready to go, or you're still... I am, okay. I'm ready to go. I'm in a good spot. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about this one next. Perfect. This one has a million billion trillion ends to it at least that feels like it the way i did it at least a million billion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i am working on the winter magical shawl by lisa cannon of fire and die works it's the pattern that she designed to go with her winter minis and i am having so much fun with it it is what i want to say a very simple shawl but in a good way like i feel that it is a pretty mindless knit and is wonderful that way. I think she designed it that way, kind of, because most people use it as an advent calendar. 
And then if they're trying to do it every day, you know, you can only do so much in a day. Mm -hmm. And it's a stressful time. Oh, absolutely. That meditative knitting is so perfect. And that's exactly what I would call this. So this is the Winter Magical Shawl. She designed it for her minis. And you kind of pick up a different section for each day, whether it be in stockinette or garter. And so I am kind of doing mine with the leftover scraps that I had from my skirt. Okay. At least from what I've done so far. And then, so now I'm going to have a few 20 grams gains left, and I'm just going to make bigger sections going forwards. And so I had a bunch of um, scraps left of Malabrigo Rios in a bunch of colors from a kit that I had done a sweater from years ago. And so those are all kind of alternated in here so far. They're pretty. I am loving this. The colors are just so much fun. It is really fun. It looks like it's going to be so cozy. It's definitely got the very scrappy look going to it, Mm -hmm. but I love how that looks so far. And I'm also thinking, I know this is your project, but since you're using more yarn as it grows, it might actually be really helpful with the portions of it. Oh, I think so too. And um, it is designed so that each strip will get a little bit skinnier. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's okay, and uh, I think I'm excited to have a few sections that'll be a little bit larger sections. But I think you're right, since it is getting to the point where it's larger, and you pick up... We really do let things just sit in the tip of your needles, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it's it's poked into it, so it's not like it's going anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's a lot easier to pick up when you do it that way. I like pull everything like through to like the cord of my... You know, that's so funny. I know, I do when I set it down for like a long period of time, yeah. but if it's just in my lap for like I still love it. Seconds. And then she doesn't even have to look when she picks it up. <laughs> doesn't even have to check if anything happens, she just goes. Yeah. Well, I looked, I looked, there was nothing wrong with Glanced. Happened. Okay, so it alternates sections of garter and stockinette, and there's a little secret sauce that she gives you to tell you how to make it go in the sections, so I won't give that away. Cool. Uh, she designed it so that you would either... Finish it on, I think, just a regular cast off. And then she gives you directions for alternate, um, for tassels, if you want them. Which, I'm going back and forth. I'm thinking of tassels, but I'm also thinking of just doing an I-cord bind-off in a bright blue. I don't know. It's something I'm going to have to play with and see what I'm feeling. It would be really cool with an I-cord. I think that would really, like, that would be an opportunity to really tie it all in. Do you think the I-cord and uh, the tassels would be too much? No, never. I'm kind of thinking both. I think both is great. And I like doing the I-cord bind-off. I'm kind of thinking I'll I'll go ahead and pick up the I-cord on the way back around, too. So it all has the I-cord. Nice. I don't know. We'll see. Plenty, plenty of knitting to do to think about it. Although I would like... <coughs> so because these two projects are, you know, my advent minis, if you will, I'm kind of trying to think of getting them done before the end of the year. I like that. But we'll see. We'll see. I believe in you. It's okay if it's not. I'm really okay with that. <laughs> all right. What do you have next? Uh, I'm going to talk about my Christmas cast on, which this comes with a extra story. <laughs> so I guess two extra stories. So I actually originally decided like to knit this. I had seen it before. And this is by Jennifer Berg. It's a headband called the Shakis headband. It is inspired by the Navajo Indians. And Shakis means my friend in Navajo. 
and I have knitted at least one of her patterns because I've knitted one of her hats. You have, yeah. And I am, I casted it on on Christmas, but I am now as far as I can be. (laughs) (laughs) Because I started working on it and my nephew sat down next to me and was just kind of sitting there. I'm like, you want to try? And he's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. And so I like I cast it on some random number of stitches and gave him a needle. And of my colors, I have a orange, this like tealy blue, and this dusty gray. So I gave him the orange because I figured that would be the coolest color. And so he was having so much fun, and then he like started a new row, even though his parents said they had to go. <laughs> and Brian's like, I know how that goes. <laughs> just one more row. Right. And I'm like, we'll just take it with you. And so I showed him, like, you can just fold it and pull these through and it's fine. So I don't know if he'll keep doing it or not, but I wasn't going to not encourage that. When he shows an interest, you hop on then. Yeah. And at the very least, it's it's a fun way to, like, learn how to coordinate. And I didn't do the best job I felt teaching him because it's been a while since I've taught someone, like, from scratch. But he did great. It was fun. So... So now I'm, I'm as far as I can go because I need orange. So I ordered some orange. <laughs> but I thought it was totally worth it. And if he if he ends up losing interest and they give me more orange, oh, darn. I love oh, orange. Man. So I will definitely find a purpose for it. But I like it. I It's constructed differently than I expected, which I like. I figured like I would be starting like at the back of the head. And it's That's not the case. I, I can't tell too much because I don't want to take the sauce away from the pattern. I'm doing it with Knit Circus Yarn. Um, and the colorways, when it comes in, is Rhymes with Orms, Chimney Sweet, Semi-Solid, and Paffrey's Glen, Semi-Solid. How do you like the base? Because you're using the Divine DK. I love it. I've never used any of their DK weight. I I really like it. It seems to be a true DK. It's soft. It's springy. That's good. That's nice. So that's my next one. How about you? Okay, my next one. It's the Scrappy V. Okay. I think you mentioned it a little bit last time, right? So you're Right. Okay, it's the Scrappy V by Jamie Hoffman. Okay. And it's a V-neck sweater. It is worked with a little bit of ribbing around the neckline. And I'm using I did the Between Knits and Pearls mini swap for Advent. And they were all five to seven gram minis. And I have made some awesome progress on it. Yeah, yeah. I've split for the arms. Okay. I'm about five inches past the arms. That's awesome. I think I left it at my parents. <laughs> yeah. You, you see your parents are pretty oh. often-ish. Sort of. Uh, not as much as I should, probably. But unfortunately, yeah, that's up in Ames and I'm here. and I need to work on it, though. Oh, well, it's either in my car or at my parents, and I'll get it eventually. But yeah, that's my next one. I'm really liking it. I'm just kind of going on for what minis are there and what's coming up next. I think it's fun, and I think it looks Christmassy. And I'm definitely going to make it go, like, all out, like, crazy Christmas sweater. It's not an ugly Christmas sweater, because it's not ugly. Mm Mm-mm. Going crazy Christmas sweater, and I think I will do the full. Like we had talked on the last show about, um, big wide shoulders coming down to like tight ribbed arms. I'm yes. definitely going for that look on this one. I think that's gonna be so neat, and it's gonna like feel cozy. That's my goal, cozy. I'm excited for it because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be oversized on me, and that's okay. <laughs> but <coughs> that's 
kind of what you want for like a Christmas, like a silly, maybe we can call it like a silly Christmas sweater. Silly Christmas yeah. sweater. Yeah, I'm there not going to call it ugly. Or it just it has a lot of character. Yeah. The color changes. Yes. yes. But those are my, my favorite ones. The ones I always go to are the ones that are like looser and bigger. And I don't know, I swear every holiday gathering I go to, there's enough people that they heat up the house. Oh, so absolutely. You want to lay a little layer, but you also want to wear your cool sweaters. Sorry, Kelsey, I'm kind of like oh, stealing no, the no, show here. No, you're good. I'm so you're excited good. about your projects. I'm excited about my projects too. <laughs> I just, I, I wish I had it with me because I have all my other projects with me pretty much. So I'm excited for that one. And I really wanted to work on it last night, and then I couldn't work on it. But then I worked on this project, and it's okay. It looks great. That's That shawl's really fun. I And I thought about it, too. It's like, I don't think I've knit a shawl at all in 2021. I was actually thinking about that the other day, because I'm like, when we first started the podcast, you were knitting on a shawl. And it was, it had, I think, Iowa State Oh, colors. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I've one. seen one since then. I don't, that could be my last shawl that I knit, to be honest. That was a lot of one, a lot of fun one with that one. I love the shades of colors you chose for that too. It's called a whisper of fall. That was a fun shawl, so much fun. And I haven't even given it. Oh, to I the love your pictures. I need to give it to the person I knitted for. <coughs> and then you have to tell us about it. I will. All right. Um. All right. I think you're up. I. Cast it on the sea glass, which I believe I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And I am now on my next color of yeah. fiber nymph. And I'm just planning on just knitting all of that color. And so right now it's kind of hard since I'm still increasing for the shoulders to know how how thick each stripe will end up being. Because, like, that first one's not going to be proportional, which right. doesn't bother me at all. And since I now see all the colors, I think I'm going to try to do, like, pattern between them. So kind of, like, fading with them? Or are you I, going to... I'm conflicted. I think... I was able to kind of separate them between, like, three different... There's, like, very vibrant, deep colors. And I kind of started with, like, a medium. And then there's lighter colors, and there's a bunch of purples. (laughs) So I think I'm going to do purple, vibrant, light. But we will see if that keeps happening or not. But I want, like, every two stripes to be those lighter colors. So that it's... So I don't think I'm going to fade it. I think it's going to be... Oh, that'll be fun. So if you started on stripe number, or like you started on color number two. Yes. And that one, I actually thought it would be more green, but it's actually more purpley blue. Uh, do you have another one? I still am finished. I still need to finish my bottle cozy. And then the classic bottle cozy, <laughs> nitty natty. And I, it's going to end up being the reverse, the bottom. The top is actually going to be the bottom and I'm going to figure out something for the top. I'm excited. That fun fur is hilarious. Uh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to pull out a couple random things and see what I could make work, and I think that's going to work. So it's um, North Shore, Cascade North Shore, which is an acrylic, and then red fun fur. Do you prefer to do acrylic for cozies, or is it just kind of like the random? It was just random. Although I could see cozies being good as acrylic. Yeah, because you can just... Because you can just toss them in the yeah. wash. Because there's always, like, a chance that you're going to mm-hmm. spill beer on your cozy. Or some monster will run into you and do it. There's that, too. Always someone else you can blame. Always. <laughs> blame Caitlin Watt. It's true. I do want to get that finished up here soon so that I can get it entered for the interception, for the December interception in the pigskin party. I should have knit one. 
You have I, time. No, I just love my projects right now and I just want to be on them. <laughs> no. Just yeah, having so thanks. much fun with them. It's true. It's like, I think I went through the other day, I like touched four different projects, I think. I love doing that. It makes me happy. I, the Yarn Harlot did a series recently on her Patreon about planning for Christmas knitting and such. Physically different ways to keep active on all of them rather than going and putting in like eight hours on one thing that's going to end up getting you hurt. I need to pay for her Patreon. You should. It's a good one. She has a lot of good information. Honestly, I, I could probably just pay to like have her read me story and that would be fine. <laughs> I think that's it for mine. Okay. My active ones that at least are noteworthy. They are all noteworthy to me. Uh, I just have two more. Um, I started the Leaf Lace Washcloth by Jan Eden. I am knitting that in Lily Sugar and Cream, other great colorway. And I'm crazy, I guess, but I put this in my queue a while ago and I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally knit a lace dishcloth for some reason. I think originally when I put it in, it was because I wanted to try lace in a way that was not as scary as jumping into a shawl. And then I started the shawl before I got to this in my queue. You know, it's still a cute washcloth. It's real cute. You can never have too many. And I don't think it's too crazy now that I've done the shawl like I think it'll be. But yeah, so that one's probably going to be on my needles for like six months because it's just, it sits at work with me. So I'll knit like a row max a day. I wondered if that was your new one work washcloth. So it just, like, there's so many days I just get it out and it sits next to me, but it makes me happy. <laughs> so What does yeah. it matter what form the knitting is, even if looking at it yes. makes you happy? Yes, exactly. And, yeah. Then in the r- rare time I have to wait for a report or something to load on my computer, I'm like, okay, here we go. And then my last one, I was going to try really hard to make this, like, my New Year's cast on, but I just wanted to start it. So I did. And it is the uh, Braco by Philippa Canario. And uh, it means hug. And I've talked about it. I bought the yarn forever ago. I think I put this in my queue a year ago. I think you did. I think it was one of the first things that we talked about doing. Yeah. I remember asking you about it. It's very fun. It is. The stripes on it are half brioche. And they, they kind of wrap around the sweater like a hug. And then the rest of it is in garter. And I believe I've talked about that a little bit, but I am knitting this in Plymouth Yarn, their Camello Moreno, which is a camel yarn. And I was a little unsure about their other colorways to match with it. And it's kind of hard to find this yarn now. So I went on that yarn matching website. Oh, uh, Yarn Sub? Yes, Yarn Sub. Thank you. And they suggested Lion Brand. And... So I bought a few of those, and I really like it. So I actually started with Lion Brands. They have this olive colorway, and it has the same proportion, same size as the Plymouth Yarn version. Um, and it is their um, Merino Camel colorway. Or just, sorry, Merino Camel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading from my notes, and the next thing I say is colorway is olive. So I started that. I am done with the collar. And so now I am on to the increases for the body. Nice. You started that a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's it's a lot of short rows to like make the shape, but I liked it. And it was pretty 
No, it wasn't bad. I'm really going to be interested to see how that turns out, because from what I can tell, it's definitely kind of like an A-line thing that's going to be a bit wider, like tunic-like, mm-hmm. almost by the time you get done with it. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, wow. That one's really pretty. The red and the gray. Yes. Yeah, it's like a Tweety yard. There's a lot of really pretty ones in here. Different variations. I'm excited. So you're, okay, you will eventually have to pearl in the round. Yes. Yes. And I've done some research on it, and there's a way that you can either mirror knit or that you can do a short row of some sort on one stitch. Because when you're doing garter in the round, you're going to have like a seam look anyways when you're switching between the two. So I might give that a shot, like on the body rows. But I think during the short rows, I don't, I don't know if it's really going to bother me enough to... Oh, during the short rows, I yeah. wouldn't think so. And I think there's going to be a lot of that before I try it out, but I'm definitely going to try well, it Well, it out. looks like you, you probably will have short rows until you get clear past the arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be... I am, I'm really excited to see what's going on with this. Yes, it's kind of unique. So, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, are we ready for another beverage? I think we are. Okay. Next up... It's from one of our favorite breweries around here. We go back to them time and again. It's the Gray's Lake Scottish Ale. Gray's Lake Nessie with coffee. I think we've had the Gray's Lake Nessie before on the show, but not with coffee. I could be wrong. And Nessie is like a play on the Loch Ness Monster, right? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So Gray's Lake is the lake that is right behind Confluence Brewing. And so that, with it being a Scottish ale, that's where they get their take, is the Gray's Lake Nessie. That's fun. Hmm. It's, the temperature of this is cool, but it feels warm to me. Like, like it definitely the flavor has, is warm. Yes. Um, it is absolutely like drinking into one of my favorite cups of coffee. This is a morning beer, lunch beer, dinner beer after dinner beer, <laughs> before breakfast beer. This is a 24-hour beer. <laughs> I love that. At first, I, I thought you were going to go with, like, this is like a breakfast or lunch beer. And then you just kept going. I'm like, oh, it's a very good nope, beer. No, no, no. This, this is a 24-hour <laughs> beer. Some beers you cannot have as a breakfast beer, and some beers you definitely can. And this is one that you can. That's totally fair. It's uh, for the fun, because I tend to like to read these. Here's the description. As most of us can attest, every now and then you just need a pick-me-up. Scottish lake monsters living in Des Moines are no exception. We decided to help perk up our beloved Nessie with some cold-brewed hazelnut coffee from our friends over at Friedrichs, which is a local coffee company. The resulting concoction allows all of the smooth and malty flavors of Nessie to shine through while adding an eye-opening fresh hazelnut coffee nose and finish that will be sure to soothe even the most savage of beasts. It's yummy. And while it has, like, the hazelnut adds that sweetness, it's definitely not more of, like, a creamier. Mm-hmm. Like, you have some of those, like, creamy ones. But it's also, I think, very approachable to a, a large audience because it's not... There's some very aggressive coffee beers, and it's, it's this is not oh, happening absolutely. here. It's very... It's wonderfully subtle. But you get the hazelnut, you get the coffee. You don't get the acidity. Yes, thank you. You don't get the <clears throat> sharp bite. 
there's definitely like a almost like a cream balance into it. Mm-hmm. It is really good. Yeah, I can't quite place the cream, but I'm guessing it's the way the hazelnut's reacting to everything. It's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to branch out to this one a little more often. They always have like a new IPA on tap that I'm so excited about. They do. And they have a new extinction event out right now, too. Nice. Mm-hmm. And their stouts are always so good. But I guess I guess I need to sometimes branch out. Or I just need to drink more. You could do that. <laughs> I think that brings us to FOs. FOs. Oh, right. I don't have this particular one. Because we're going to replace Alex's Christmas hat with Dad's Christmas hat. <laughs> and it'll be a slightly different link on Ravelry when I change that tomorrow. Okay. I'll go back and fix that tomorrow. But... So, for the gentlemen in my house, my family, so it would be my dad, my brother-in-law, and my husband, I was making muscle bar hats, and I finished essentially three and a half out of the three and delivered two. Still solid. (laughs) Still way more than what I did for my Christmas garment knitting. And next year, I'm going to maybe start a little earlier. (laughs) However, I did manage to get some... Oh, man, my dad didn't wear his hat in the picture. I have zero pictures of my dad's hat. Oh, no. Yeah, and my dad's is probably the favorite one out of the three muscle bars that I've made. My... I share with you my brother-in-law's. It was kind of a reddish purple Mm -hmm. and gray and orange or yellow, kind of trying to be Vikings, but ended up a little more on the red side than the purple side. Maybe he'll still wear it. And then my dad's... Man, I keep having stuff in my throat today. My dad's muscle bar hat was out of a... Silk alpaca blend. Ooh. I bet that silk really holds it together well, too. You know, as far as knitting it goes, I had a lot of issues with splitting it. It was a single ply. So many, like I was looking at alpaca yarn, so many of them are like that. A single ply alpaca? Yeah. I think. Or maybe just where I look. (laughs) I do think they tend to be more common as single ply alpaca. But it was a 70 30 out blend of uh, alpaca and silk. I knit so fast when I'm over at your house. It's because you're not getting interrupted. Look at me go. One color was like a navy blue. Like this wonderful navy blue. And the other color was a silver. And it was just gorgeous. I was so happy with how it turned out. But I used about 192 grams of it. Okay. And it was from Blue Sky Fibers Alpaca Silk. Okay, and it's 50-50. One was in there Metallica, which was the silver. And it's very metallic. 50-50 alpaca silk. And I think they both were in the metallic. One was silver and one was blue. Cool. And so I ended up using about 192 grams of that in total. All of the navy and then most of the silver. It's so weird when you're trying to like estimate and not run out of yarn. (laughs) Like how many rows am I going to get out of this? How many rows am I going to get out of this? And especially when you're silly and forget your, you know, scale. (laughs) <laughs> so you can't really be precise and you're just guessing. 
I came up really close and it was close enough. But honestly, I would have liked to have had about two more inches on the whole thing. And I think that would have been involved needing more yarn. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's okay. He loves it. And it looked, it fits pretty well. It covers his ears. And he was excited that it was silk and alpaca. Cool. <laughs> and I need to knit me one of those. Yes, you do. And I need to knit myself one as well. And since we were talking about it, this one's Kohl's. This one is also alpaca. Oh, this one's alpaca and bamboo. Oh, you already have it folded. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Here, try it on your head and see how oh. big this is. I don't want to like. No, don't worry okay. about it. I'll be pulling it out. Oh, no. Oh, it's cozy. See, it's cozy, but it's way too big. It, it is a little big for me. It, and it's about three inches too big wide. And so if I can make it a little bit longer, that'll be perfect. It covers my ears. Yeah. The yarn is lovely. So that one. It's so squishy. That is not this one. That is this one. No. <laughs> I'm doing a Caitlin. I have like most of my ball bands, but not all of them. I know. I'm so sad. I lost one of them and I wanted to add it because I finished the yarn to my chain. Oh. It would have been my last one for this year. I do actually have both Yay! of them. So. This cool turquoise is the Rowan Fine Lace, which is 80-20 alpaca wool. And this one, this color, the silver, is a 70-30 alpaca bamboo. Interesting. Okay. This was so much fun to knit. It's called Veil. It's by Mountaintop by Classic Yarns. And it was such a, such a pleasure to knit with. I had so much fun with that one. And so I'm going to be re-knitting this one so that it actually fits a human head. I'm excited, though. I actually have all the things, and I'm trying to keep better track of what I'm actually using. But sometimes it just doesn't happen, and that's fine. So that's those. All right. Then for the women in my family, I didn't bring it in, but I made festival hats. Four festival hats for four <laughs> different women, and I still need to submit two of those for my okay. points. But I had so much fun with that hat, I felt like I just needed to make it again and again and again and again. It's a fun hat. Cecilia Lasado. Yes. And so I made four. The first two... Mama I, DIY. Probably, yes, sure. there we go. The first two we've already talked about. The second two were for my mom and I. And I used the Rowan Merino Aria, which was so much fun. Check this out. It's a Surrey alpaca. Ooh. I would have never thought that that's what, like, made that. Yeah. And it makes the hat feel like nothing. Practically nothing. It's air, like, so lightweight. It's amazing. Cool. I bought enough so I can actually make my mom another cowl. Okay. To go with it. Perfect. So what I'm going to do is take the the ribbing and the color work and do the ribbing and color work and do a couple inches of plain and then do the color work and the ribbing again. Okay. Very so fun. maybe about 15 inches, 14, 13 to 15 inches long total. And so she can have lots of layers of it to squish down around her neck. Yay. So yeah, mom and I have matching hats, and she loved it. Yay! And uh, my mom, or my sister, and her daughter, my niece, had matching hats, or coordinating hats. Ah, uh, that's what I did with the festival hat, too. 
It's so easy because you don't need all of it to make all of it. Mm-mm. And so it's easy enough to flip-flop them. And I know for me, I can make one in less than a day. Nice. So if you need a quick turnaround hat, I highly recommend Festival Hat. Mm-hmm. I think that was her goal with that one, too. And it keeps it really interesting, I think. Like the one-by-one color work, but it's... And then it spreads out. Well, and it's bulky color work, too, so it yeah. just kind of flies. It does fly. And I actually did it, the color work part, in the movie theater. Nice! one of them. You did that. I remember <laughs> you did that. So, it was, it's good. Do you want to do a couple, or you want me to keep one? Um, sure. I have two, but I will do one. Because uh, it actually kind of relates. So, I did the citrus hat for one of Brian's Christmases that we haven't had yet. Brian's family. They do a white elephant. And oh, okay. They're um, Hawkeye fans. And I have some yarn in that colorway that's um, yellow and black. And so I knitted a hat and I was like, I'm going to knit two hats out of this. I'll knit a normal size hat and then a little bigger one so that whoever gets this in the white elephant, one will fit them. And so I knit the normal size and it fits me great and I love it. And so I cast it on the larger one and ran out. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't have any more of it. And so I was like, well, this is now becoming a cowl. There you go. <laughs> so that's what I did with it. And on the cast off or bind off, I was like three, two or three stitches short. And I found some like soft black yarn for it. And I don't think it's too noticeable. And I, when I bound it off, I did it in like a classic bind off so that it's a little tighter so it should like hold over your nose if you need it to but I did check like down on my neck it's not tight or anything so oh good for my first cowl not following a cowl pattern I think it worked out (laughs) if it goes over your head if it's around your neck yeah even though it was kind of a knitting hangover I think it worked out and I looked everywhere like I saved every scrap and the only scraps I had was like where that I had like pulled it apart and so I just, I had used every piece of it to make that hat and that cowl. <laughs> <laughs> was that about 100 grams? Or yes. a little more? Yeah. Yeah, it was 100 grams. That's pretty good. So yeah, you know. I, I was really rolling the dice on that. Because the other one that I used, I made a baby hat and a big hat. So that makes a lot more sense. Like a right. newborn hat. <laughs> Well, it's like, I think on average, most adult-sized hats I make out of, like, a worsted weight around 60 grams. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, your turn. Okay. We'll go with this one next. This one is what I'm calling Lori's Pelagore hat. Some of our best friends, well, the the man who married us and his wife are getting hats for Christmas, and I don't think she listens to this that often that she'll hear this before I see her next. <laughs> but, so I am going to knit my mother a sweater in the spring, and it's using this hellebore hat pattern, or not hellebore hat pattern, but it's using the hellebore color work pattern that you see here on this hat, which was out of, forget the designer, but it's out of nomadic knits. And it's so exciting. So I did about, I did 100 stitches round for this hat. Okay. This one I kind of made up on my own. And you did the, the um, corrugated, corrugated ribbing. ribbing. Mm-hmm. I started with the corrugated ribbing. And this uses let lopey. So I learned a cool. That's nice need, and grippy. Need to use some of that. And <clears throat> sadly, one of the few stores around us that carries it is out of business now. Oh, I didn't realize that that was then. 
Uh, I do think that the place in Newton does. Okay. We'll just have to make a road trip. Darn. Darn. We'll have to go to the yarn store. And you know what? There's She's not very far from a brewery. Good. But so I did the one-by-one one corrugated ribbing. And then I did a little, I don't know, kind of square and dot pattern for a few rows in a cream and green. And then the next 20 rows are a flower motif that are going to be in the sweater. And I think it turned out lovely. It's really cute. And then I kind of experimented on the crown, on the decreases on the crown. You have to write a pattern for that crown. No, no, the next one's the one that needs a pattern written for the crown. But this crown, like you need, you need to have it put out somewhere. Even if that's not your, you even, even if that's your draft, I love the concept. Thank you. No, it'll end up out there somewhere at some point because this was way too much fun to knit, and I think it worked well for hundred stitches. And it, it involves kind of going from hundred stitches and then essentially having a green crown with white slipped um, decreases. I'm excited to learn how you did it. I might have to, I'm going to have to go back and relearn how I did it because <laughs> I didn't take any notes, but I think I have a good idea on how I did it. So that's okay. That was fun. I'm excited about yeah, that one. You need to make a pattern with that decrease or crown. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just impressed by how soft that I like feel it. Wow. For everything I've heard of isolatic wool. You you think it's yeah. going to be scratchy. You know, you hear about it being toothy and doing well for color work. Which it definitely did. A absolutely. But you don't think about it being, like, okay mm -hmm. for, like, I'm not sure I want it next to my skin on my neck. Yeah. But about anywhere else, I'd be okay with it. So there's that one. I was on a Christmas hat roll. Yeah, you were. You want to go one more or you want me to talk about this one? I uh, did talk about that one. Okay. And we're going to talk about this one again. Oh, look how cute that crown is. See? <laughs> you have to do both of them. <laughs> we'll do the beginner's crown in the... <laughs> this one, this crown. We'll end up talking more about this crown. But I had so much fun designing it. It um, is essentially a four-way crown, four-piece kind of thing. And I have visions of how to do this for my camp colors and do a hat for their um, silent auction. Mm. But it, it has an amazing little star motif on the top of it. Again, has the corrugated one-by-one one ribbing. And I used the leftovers from the first hat. So I used, uh, I think it's Frost, um, Fuchsia, and Royal Green, maybe, or Kelly Green. And then this hat... I designed this hat from the start and the chart. Well, sort of. I saw a chart that I liked and then I modified it to work with my stuff mm -hmm. and made some changes to it. But it says, Beer Me. That's <laughs> cute. And it has a couple of Norwegian stars. And I'm amazed at how this mug turned out. It's, it's got a beer fantastic. mug. It's fantastic. It is wonderful. There are a couple of places where my floats aren't quite as loose as I would like them to be, but it doesn't look too bad. I think it looks fantastic. And so that's going for him. I'm so excited to give them to him. He's going to love it. So yeah, everybody gets hats. You get a hat, and you get a hat, and you oh, get a hat. Everybody gets a hat for Christmas. It's pretty great. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for my finished objects. Well, mine's going to be really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just wanted to just do something easy. I was working some extra hours. So I held double yarn and I knit a little square. Yes! <laughs> yes! I knit a square, guys. Well, a rectangular-ish it's shape. square-ish. Yeah. I'd say square-ish. Um, and I just used uh, Lily Sugar and Cream's their hot pot purple colorway and um, Red Heart Scrubby. And it's Red Heart Scrubby Cotton Prints. And I used their Paradise print, which had like a purple in it. So I thought it kind of brought in the purple. And I felt like the purple maybe brightened it up a little because they're kind of muted colors, which makes sense since it's a scrubby. And it has pink and green are the other colors. So I just really just knit. I think it was 11 stitches. I don't know how many rows. I just knit a square. <laughs> I've taken to calling, calling this Caitlin's mermaid scrubby. Accurate. Accurate. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, it's a mermaid scrubby. And so it is actually just sitting in my gift drawer. My scrubbies are doing pretty good. So I don't know what where its home's going to be, but it was a nice little project. It was kind of nice to just not think and knit some garter and call it a thing. And it's the first time I used Red Heart Scrubby cotton. I've used the the one you purchased for me, mm. the Christmas ones that I made that were so fun because I did the metered squares with them. I would be interested to see. This one is more like rubbery almost. Hmm. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how that one stands up. Maybe I should try it and use it, but for now, it's just hanging out in our gift drawer. That's all right. Yeah, so really exciting finish after your beautiful Icelandic wool colorwork corrugated ribbing. Sorry, I just hit you. Jeez. <laughs> hey now. I've been violent tonight, guys. You oh my been goodness. You've throwing things, you've been hitting yes. people. I threw a microphone Gosh. at Kelsey. She did. <laughs> Which. Maybe it's a good time to note, I was trying to hand it to her because I was having trouble plugging it in, <laughs> and it is broken, so we are sharing one mic tonight. That's a good thing to note, yes. We are sharing <laughs> one mic tonight. We're both a little bit far away, and we're trying. We are. So I think our next section is stash enhancements. Stash enhancements! So this relates to me having to buy more yarn. Because I needed that orange. <laughs> so I was telling Kelsey about it. And I was telling her that I was going to put an order in at Knit Circus. And so I didn't want to. I'd like, might as well. Like, we're going to ship something. Might if as well ask Kelsey. do it, might as well. And she's like, wait, do it tomorrow. They'll have a sale. And they did. I got more of that Rhymes with Orange. Which is their um, Divine DK for my headband. And then I got two sock sets. I got the Just Beat It. Which is so cute. I'm really excited about it. It is so cute. I am going to need it someday. <laughs> for sure. It And I think it has a potential to be great in a lot of projects. I want to use it for like knits um, or something. That'd be way fun. Coloring work. I think I am going to do the vanishing point socks with it. I think that'll be fun. I originally thought I would want to do the rainbow yarn. But I don't know. I'm just really feeling that I just beat it. And that was the other one. I got the Love and Love is Love sock set because I don't. I need rainbow socks. Yes, that you just do. needs to happen. And they might. I just. They might be vanilla. I might add some random ribbing. I don't know. That's what I got. Sweet. I know. Uh, I got one of their sock sets. Oh yes, I put it in here. Oh, cool. It is uh, Girls Run the World. Yes, 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 yes. It was Girls Run the World. I, was I love the, this group of color. The impress. Impressionist. Impressionist, yes. Yeah, I think it's so neat how it fades and it has all these colors all in the, the colors. Speckles and yeah. the colors and the, I'm so excited for those. Yeah. So we've got those coming. I got spoiled for Christmas. Yes! This is a little bit of what I've got. 
Uh, also, your bag, your gift bag is hilarious. It has Santa doing right? a yoga pose. I had to take that home with me. <laughs> I could not let that one stay. It's got Santa doing yoga. That's so great. It's, uh, yeah, essentially a tree pose, but yeah. Santa's doing yoga. Which tree makes sense? Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. I wanted to know you made that connection. I didn't make the connection that it was tree pose. So together we did awesome. But it's it's totally got Santa in like a uh, yoga, you know, outfit. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. He's, he's definitely has the yoga pants on. I have a new project bag. Pink! And I've got a couple of these now. This is the extra large size. Okay, I thought I've seen those before. Or no, this is the large size. So now I have two large and one medium. Okay. I still want to get a small. But there's no way I'm returning this one or changing it because, uh, yeah, it fits a sweater or then some. Yeah, for sure. Like, it it fits more than my head, but I don't recommend putting it on your head. (laughs) Probably not a good idea. This is great words of wisdom there. Yeah, yeah. And then my my sister actually picked these out for me. Well, yeah, my sister actually picked these out with the help of the uh, the gal from the Knittery Nook of the names. But this is those are pretty Rios, and it's such a beautiful colorway. Even better, it's called Chris K R I S. My mother's name is Chris. Okay, K R I S. Guess I'm gonna have to make something for my mother now. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's way too fitting. Like, oh, oop. Got it. I'm just throwing yarn at Caitlin. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I threw it a microphone is fair. at you. You did throw your microphone at me. But that goes perfectly with the pattern book she got me. Yeah, it looks like that color. Right? So this cool. is Rios and Worsted. Interchangeable Yarns, book 18 from Malabrigo. So it's got a bunch of different patterns in Rios. Oh, not Worsted. Washed. Oh I'm not yes. Familiar with that base. I think it's one of their yeah, it's one of their bases. Okay, but so it's got so many different cool patterns. Look at those mitts. Oh wow, that's really neat, cabling. These are the Aria cabled fingerless mitts by Nadia Agelwarsha. Okay. And those are cute, but this this one this shawl is pretty amazing. Oh, is that the same one that was in the front? Yeah, that's Just the one that was on the color up cover. Looks fun. It's got kind of a, I don't know, a six-stitch star thing would be my best guess. But there are some really amazing patterns. Oh, there's this brioche one in here. Lots of fun stuff as you're turning your pages. I know. I just can't wait to knit all of them. Oh, yes. It was called Westville Brioche and Bobble Set by Katrin Schubert. It's cute. It is cute. Those colors are really fun together. Yeah, it's a two-color brioche scarf and hat pattern. There are so many amazing patterns in this book. We'll see what happens out of that one. Yeah. But that was really cute of my sister to actually pair it up with something that would make sense. Yeah, good job, sister. Yes. And then also from her, she gave me Heritage Prints Cascade Yarn Sock Yarn in a pink and gray. And she really liked that. It was kind of light as opposed to as Mm -hmm. saturated as some of the other ones. And really soft and cute. That's cute. Kind of reminds me of like ballet a little bit yeah do some ballet like like um leggings not leggings um Uh, yeah leg warmers leg warmers (laughs) and then this i was so super excited about this check this out it's from the knitting barber and it's tried on tubing oh smart so you don't have to like put another like i usually just grab a giant needle right i usually just grab another needle but it's tried on tubing cool i'm so excited to try this out 
Like, I don't know. I, I've never worked with it before, but there are some people that rave about it. So is there like a tip that you like feed through on your needle then? I don't, I haven't seen like a tip, but I think for the most part you could just feed the tube through on its own. Yeah. Although it is long enough, you could probably put it through a, a needle. Oh, like do it at the same, yeah. Yeah. Like it's going to bend enough that you could stick it through a wide enough needle. That's cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm so excited. That's, good job, sister. My sister did awesome for someone who doesn't knit and like wouldn't have expected to her to come up with this. I am absolutely amazed. And I love it. And then one more Christmas thing. I got Nomadic Knits issue nine, which is the Iowa Nebraska issue. Oh wow. And my mom picked this up actually in Lansing, Michigan one day. That's when funny. When they were on a trip out there. But then little did she know that one of the main like patterns that the even the designers shown in the book are mm -hmm. wearing is one that I test knit. Cool. It's the Huskers hat, which I was one of the first ones I tested last year. Okay. And gave to a couple of friends, a mom and daughter. And, and so I have never had one of these books before. And I'm so, so excited to read through it. Because it's got, you know, stories about the Meskwaki Day School and Tamo, which is just down the road from us. and That is really neat. I was really touched. I was so excited. And mom was so excited, especially with the fact that I had tested in it. What a crazy find right yeah she found this at the dutch oven yarn shop in lansing michigan how fascinating to like read about the history around us i know i am so excited oh oh there's one more okay and some of these I, they're not necessarily stashing oh i lied there's two well if you're enhancing your knitting library i think that counts as a stash enhancement they're knitting adjacent I got a pattern minder. Passion pattern holder. Knitting. Yes. Knitting holder. Pattern knitting holder. It's so cute. It is so cute. It's got this girl knitting on it and drinking a cup of coffee or tea or something. And she's got her pattern minder right there. And you open it up. And look at this. It's looking at my very crinkled pattern that I printed out. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, hmm. You could probably use one of these. Or yeah. It's so cute. It is so cute. There's so many great pockets in there. I know. So it's got this like magnetic strap thing. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So then you can just move it down. And then as you're looking down your chart. So you can like line. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I'm excited to actually use this on a chart at some point. I've got a secret test knit coming up that I can't really tell you much more than that. Perfect. About. But it's going to be charted and I'm going to try that. And it's got a nice big pocket. You could probably fit a notion or two, like stitch um, markers, yeah, tapestry stitch markers, needle. tapestry needle, snips, little snips. And it came with pen, handy. Yep, and it's got a nice little pen pocket for it. That's so cute. And then it snaps shut. It's by Knitter's Pride. I'm excited to use it. And the last one, I ordered it slightly before Christmas and didn't have a chance to talk about it the last time. I got the Colorwork Bible. By Jesse Ostermiller. Techniques and projects for colorful knitting. Cool. I just thought it'd be nice to have one, like, another color work specific instructions, kind of. And she goes through a lot of, oh, look at this. She goes through a lot of contrast, color kind of co color wheels. She goes through a lot of different techniques. I really haven't had a chance to look through it. 
different types of yarn, how they're going to show up. All oh, those examples are beautifully Oh, they are pictured. so wonderful. The contrast in them is amazing. And just to be able to see, like, one page that Kelsey just turned to was the same two colors, just knit in different ways. And it was, I found, like, that's going to be so informative when you're trying to pick colors for a project. Absolutely. It has different swatching you can do, different um, lessons on garter stitch and tarja, and tarja in the round, wow. double knitting. And the pictures are kind of fun too. They are. It's fun. And honestly, the color were like the colorfulness of the pictures is just perfect in its own. Mm-hmm. And then it has a few patterns in here. Like, honestly, this vest is kind of intriguing me. It is pretty fun. I think that's kind of a thing that's coming back. Vests are coming back a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's got several different patterns through the back, mittens and socks. Yeah. Have you ever knitted a vest? I have not. I do actually think it's on my list for something to do in the next year or two. I don't even think I have that on our checklist. I'll have to add it. Oh, you might not. It's true. It keeps growing. We've got lots on there, but I every time I think of something, I throw it on there. And then if I know Kelsey knitted it or just done it, I say Kelsey did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that's about it. I think that's that's me. I did get a knitting Christmas present. This is a pottery from Stoneware Pottery by Val Newman. Yarn bowl and is giant. <laughs> I, I tried to show it when I sent Kelsey a picture of, like, my hand. Like, my whole hand covers, like, maybe a quarter of it. It's giant. I would say about that, yeah. Um, and it's purple and, like, a blue and, like, a gray blue. And it's fun. It's and it has... really pretty. It's so pretty. And it has both options where, like, you can just, like, slip it in or you can go through a hole. So it is now sitting with my sea glass and it is holding the black yarn that I have. And it's really pretty. And I, I don't know, I need those heavier ones or they don't work for me. <laughs> they just don't, they move if it's yeah. too late. I, I have actually never tried a yarn bowl before. And I'm excited to see how yours new, your new one works out. Yeah, so now I have two. I have one from Amanda Barr, which is smaller and it works great. And it sits um, in our living room. So that actually has my rotating color. And this has, oh, I could probably perfect. put both in there, but. You probably could, especially with the rotating one being a little bit of a smaller of a... Mm-hmm. And then I have one that's made of wood. It works well. Like, I have it in our bedroom because I'll sit, like, cross-legged. I will sit cross-legged and I stick it in my legs. It works great that way. But I, I don't know. I just... Apparently, I pull too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm really glad that you talked Christmas because I meant to talk about that one. And Brian's parents totally surprised me with that one. Really pretty. It's really neat. Very cool. Yarn hangovers. Yarn hangovers. Let me... F- Do you remember what exactly I told you when I texted you one name? That's that's really descriptive. <laughs> Do you remember what I told you the night that I texted you and not let me forget about the hangover I had? Yes, I do remember you saying that because I think you weren't at a computer. So you're like, don't let me forget and to ask about this. Yeah, just going back, we have so many texts, it's hard to like find the right one. I already kind of talked about mine, but it was the yarn chicken with the citrus hat that ended up, I think, working well. We'll see how the the white elephant goes. I told Brian we should just buy a larger hat and put it in there. (laughs) (laughs) So that both options are in there. It fits your head, though, right? Yeah. Or something, like, just, we'll just throw something else in there. I think they'll love it, no matter what. I said, do not let me forget about the beer hat hangover. Yes! We can call this a hold my beer moment type of hangover. (laughs) 
watch. I'm about to do something silly. Which, okay, so I was working on this beer hat. Mm-hmm. With the beautiful star on top. With the beautiful star on top. And I could not, I did not do my math correctly. So instead of decreasing by eight stitches per round, I was decreasing by 16 stitches per round. Whoopsies. Mm-hmm. And it actually looked really cool. And the pictures I sent Caitlin were awesome. The only problem was when you decreased that quickly is that there was so much space on those single stitches trying to hold the yarn that it wasn't coming together very well. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was leaving a bunch of space and like, okay. So then I ripped back a little bit and then I knit it again. Then I ripped back all the way to before the decreases and and knit it again. I was like, okay, I can do this. I don't need to write anything down. I don't need to do the math. I can just wing it as I go. Well, it turns out it was a good thing that it didn't work out because I think I like this hat. I love the way that star shining. Like there's a pattern to it, but there's certain sections that are more of that maroon color. And they kind of jut out, and there's some that don't jut out as much. And I really like that it's it's very it looks like a twinkling star. It does look like a twinkling star. It's mm-hmm. like an eight pointed star. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to do another version and do it for my camp, which my camp is Camp Hanishaw, and I am a vagabond, which is level that you can achieve, and you go through and you earn different badges and different colors. And by the time you get to the vagabond, you've earned. Red, purple, and navy. Oh, perfect. And so with this being a three-color crown, I think that'd be cool. Part of this was that I knew I was not going to have enough of the green to finish the crown. I probably wouldn't have had enough of the fuchsia to finish the crown. And so I kind of improvised and did what I could with it. Oh, I'm going to have to put this on my glass head and get a Mm -hmm. good picture of it. But that was a, hey, I'm just going to fling this. Uh, fly by the seat in my pants, see how it goes as we do it. You flew perfectly. And it was, uh, it took most of a night. But that's okay. It turned out something cool. It was worth ripping it back. And the super nice thing about this yarn is if you pull it out, it's still going to stay there unless you, like, you <laughs> got it. That's a good point. So that is one good thing about it. All right. I think we're topic time. Right. And I kind of thought that we would take a play on on all sorts of social media now. They're like, go back 10 pictures and post it. And so we're going to do that. But we're going to take, since we're episode 28, we're going to go back 28 pictures and get a knitting picture. And we're going to talk about it. And hopefully it's far enough back that it's something we aren't talking about. Otherwise, we'll figure out something else. Looks like Kelsey's counting, so I'm going to make her go first. So my 28th picture back is definitely not a knitting picture. Mine is not either. It's Riker playing in his house. I Although, I will say it is our family with some of us wearing our knit hats. This is the reality that was our Christmas photo. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Got mostly everyone smiling, except for sort there's of. one person not facing the camera. Yeah, she wanted nothing to do with the camera at that point. <laughs> uh, there were the you guys seven matched of us. pretty well. We tried, sort of. I wanted a picture of our family all in our hats. Well, I got my mom, myself, and Cole in his unfinished hat. <laughs> he wore it beautifully. He did. So the reality is that we're kind of, sort of smiling. Most of us are looking at the picture. Most of us are looking at the camera. I feel like... I'm going to use mine, but it's just me casting on frog. But it is 
the first time that I have done a provisional cast on without watching a video first. And I did the version that um, Very Pink Knits talks about where you do it around a needle so you know you have the right stitch to pick up to do the provisional cast on. So I was pretty proud of myself for doing that. So I think that's a good story. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got. Yay. And oddly, the maroonish yarn really looks pretty against the green. It does look pretty against the green. (laughs) It's not going to stay, but that's what I got. I went back 28 more photos just to see. It was still from the same day. (laughs) (laughs) But that is my niece in her hat. Isn't that how, how cute that hat is? Wow. I love that. It fit her so Mm -hmm. well. This is a good festival hat. It is. That was again from Christmas Day. I have almost the same shirt as her. I have I have a spark reindeer reindeer shirt. shirt. Yeah. I thought that was fun. And we have talked a lot because we've had a lot of updates today. So short and sweet's probably good for our topic. Cool. Tell me about IRL. (laughs) IRL. Let's see. I kinda sorta Okay, I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail about one of our bike rides this week. Love it. So one of my big goals, and I think I might have already mentioned this for 2022, is to learn how to hop a curb. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there is a bike trail that is down near Indianola, Iowa, and it's at Somerset State Park. It's called uh, Banner Lakes at Summer State Park, or Somerset State Park. And what is there are the Banner Mountain Bike Trails. And it's definitely the hardest trail system around here, at least within, you know, an hour of the Des Moines Metro. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like I wasn't brave enough. I didn't have enough skill. I wasn't good enough to go down and ride it. Well, the other day, Cole mentioned, you know, hey, you know, do you want to go down and try Banner out today? Sure. You think I'm ready? Oh, yeah, I, I think it'll be just fine. You know, there are going to be some parts, some places you're going to have to, you know, be cautious with, etc. And it's like, okay, that's not a problem. I can do this. Well, we went there yesterday and I had so much fun. Yay! So much fun. I, I did the Crusher race back in July, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that I wasn't sure I would ever say I would do again. Now I'm thinking I definitely will do it again. And this is good crusher course training. Oh, perfect. Right. I, you know, if it's, if I got there and rode there more often, it would be a lot easier as with any course. And it is definitely challenging, at least for me. It's got a lot of, like, downward jumps. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That are quick and straight down and have lots of uh, ruts and rocks and roots and all kinds of things that you need to be cautious for. Especially right now with it being early winter. (laughs) We've got leaves on the ground. There were a few damp spots that were getting a little greasy and a little soft but weren't too bad that we could still ride through. Um, I did push my bike quite a bit. With my breathing, I have issues keeping some momentum, keeping breathing, and man, mountain biking can be a cardio workout at a lot of intervals. I believe it. I managed something like six miles yesterday, 
which there was a good portion of walking, good portion of riding. I'm going to be that, I think, in a couple hours. That's fun. Yeah. I'm excited for you. That's a big deal. It's like your unicorn. Yes, yes. (laughs) It was like my unicorn. And then, so by the end of the day, I had much more confidence in myself. I have been very scared since January in a lot of ways, very cautious. Um, well, and since Crusher too, I had some close calls on that, but trying to figure out what your limits are, trying to take a little step and figure out how to take that step, what, what you need for this goal and how many steps you need to get there. So my goal for 2022 is to be able to hit that curb and go over a curb. Yeah. Well, you know how much riding over roots and rocks will help you hit that goal? I'm not there yet. I'm definitely not there yet because today we went and rode to the curb that I want to be able to jump. (laughs) I can't get that one yet. But I can get a little one. Yay! I'm working on using my momentum to pull me forward and apparently you need to pull back a little bit and pull up Mm -hmm. and then you should be able to roll over the rest of it. But you know what? If I can get an inch now, (coughs) maybe next week I can get two inches. And so then by the time summer comes around, maybe I can get that three-inch curb. It's little baby steps. That's all I want. That's smart. And so kind of, you know, breaking it all down, taking this little piece, improving on that piece. And I think that was the biggest takeaway of going and riding that course is just like, yeah, it's going to be hard. But if you can take it down and get through this piece, you're going to be fine. And just know uh, there are points that you're going to have to walk. There are points you're going to have to push your bike. It's okay. Just don't fall. <laughs> and you'll be okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yay! I'm really working on just breaking that down and improving on piece little bits now and then. Hopefully I'll be able to go out there and ride more this next year. I have finally decided I want to become one with the mountain bike this year. Yes. So we'll see. Pine biking looks fun. I love it. (laughs) Nice. All right. How about you? Um, I'm going to talk about... There is... I mixed it up and bought myself a different knitting needle actually a while ago. And then I just ended up not knitting anything in the size I bought. So I am knitting the sea glass in uh, 3.75 millimeter needles. Which is a US 5, correct? Sure. I I have just... I don't know. I think millimeters. I so, love it. I love that I you know. do. I'm so I weird. know that I bring this up every time, but no, it's okay. I'm trying to get us both to be able to talk in both languages. Yes, I do need to be able to talk in the other language. But yeah, so I got the Smart Sticks by Knitter's Pride. I really like the design. So on the needles, they are red and metal. Silver, yeah. Silver. But they're set out in inches. And then on the cord, every inch, there's a stripe. So I really like that idea because even when I try to always have all the things I need, it's really nice to have a tool that does both. (laughs) Absolutely. And I like them for what I'm using them for. The tips are definitely not as sharp as I'm used to with like um, Chowgu and Addy. 
but they're working just fine for me. And my only thought is that they're probably not great for Magic Loop, but I like them for working, like, in the round. The the needle itself looks quite nice. Mm-hmm. The cable looks like it's a little thicker plastic and not quite as malleable. Exactly. So it's, it's perfect if you are knitting the circumference that it is. Nice. And sometimes, I, you know, especially with the hats that I've been knitting this last week, mm-hmm. I've been finding I like the smaller circumference. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Nice to have the exact size sometimes. Uh, so that's that's why I got. I figured I'd throw it out there. I'm I'm I don't know if I'll ever commit to it, but I would like to probably get inter- interchangeable needles at some point. So I want to try just a bunch of different needles and give them all a shot and see. May- maybe I like the weirdest needle of them all, and that's what I should get the interchangeable set for. Or maybe Chalgu seems to be my jam, but I want to try everything. I am at that point where I'm considering interchangeable needles, but I go back and forth so often that I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll just need multiple interchangeable needles. I definitely want to try the carbons before I decide. Because they they look slick. I love my carbons. I love knitting with my carbons. (laughs) Especially with something slippery that's going to go fast. Yeah, and I think I I like slippery needles. Even if I'm knitting slow. (laughs) I, you know, yes. <laughs> and we always have time for another knitting topic or a needle topic. But. Yeah, definitely. I have only dabbled slightly in plastic and in wood needles. and I think it depends on time of the year just as much as anything. Interesting. Well, I have issues with my hands being cold. So. I like my... cold needles. <laughs> I can't... Just probably not good for arthritis, but. Probably not. But you never know. Maybe someday they'll tell us that the cold actually does good. Not that metal is really that cold to the touch, but... And it warms up its unit. Mm-hmm. So do you have a favorite style of wood needle? I like my Knitter's Pride needles, to be honest. I keep looking at them. They are pretty neat. They're pretty. They are pretty. I have them in a few sizes, and I knit the alpaca lace, or alpaca silk on those. Woo-hoo. Nice. That flew. Fine, I'll try them. You should try them. I'll try them. They're de- like they're definitely nice as far as wood needles go. Okay. I have heard good things. And if I hear good things from you, then I definitely have to try them. <laughs> I want to remind everybody I am not knitting Yoda. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got. Um, I think so. Yeah. And with that being the case, knit all the things. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Tapped as Gravel Knits. Our website is gravelknits.com. You can email us at gravelknits at gmail.com. You can find me, Kelsey, on Ravelry and Instagram as Bike Spurs Use. And on Tapped as Kelsey oh, J. Yep. <laughs> you can find me. Caitlin on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. Uh, please message us to let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And we'd love to hear what you think about the show. And if you like the podcast, share with a share, friend. Share with a friend. Thank you. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human. And while we are trying to educate ourselves, there is always more to learn 